Johannes for the Lord. Please clap louder for Jesus. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. You may please be seated. And as you're sitting down, welcome two, three people sitting around you. Shake hands with them and tell them you are welcome to the second service. Please shake hands with those sitting around you and welcome them to the house of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is day number seven of our eighth anniversary celebrations god has been gracious to this house you agree with me can i hear a shout of amen, amen. how many have enjoyed the week so far praise the name of jesus hallelujah, hallelujah. i said hallelujah amen. we are discussing the subject all round dominion Taken from the book of Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 28, where the Bible says that God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. Somebody shout, I am, I am blessed. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Somebody shout with me, I am wired for dominion. Dominion is God's given privilege to his people. God has given mankind the privilege of dominion. Dominion simply means overriding influence. Overriding influence. The exercise of authority. It means to reign. To exercise control. To have dominion means to be in charge. To be in charge. And the servants of God that came up here to minister over the past six days have really, really done good work to dissect this matter comprehensively. All I'm doing today is to just summarize and emphasize on some few things just to make sure that we are correctly positioned to exercise all-round dominion. And that shall be our portion in the name of Jesus Christ. You believe that? Can I hear loud a shout of amen? amen? And so what I'm doing in our services today is to give us what I'm calling principles, the principles and practice of dominion. The principles 
and practice of dominion. And there are five principles that I'm sharing with the church. And they happen to be number one, the principle of source. The principle of source. S-O-U-R-C-E. Number two, the principle of service. The principle of service. Number three, the principle of sight. Sight, S-I-G-H-T. Number four, the principle of sound. S-O-U, sound. And number five, the principle of submission. The principle of submission. So in short, you can call these the five essays of dominion. Source, service, sight, sound, submission. In the first service, we spent our whole time discussing the first one, the principle of source. Where we said in brief that man has his source in God and he can only have true dominion through his connection with him. It is when man is connected to God that he operates in dominion. We saw that in Adam. The moment he disconnected himself from God, he lost his dominion. He was kicked out of the place of dominion, out of the Garden of Eden. And the master said in John chapter 15, verses 4 to 5, John chapter 15, verses 4 to 5, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Look at verse number 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And that's the truth, my friend. And so the greatest undoing of so many believers is their loose connection with God or to God. Loose connection is what is making so many people to lose it in life. Jesus is talking about us abiding in him. Abiding signifies full identification where you submit yourself to him not only as your savior, the savior of your sin, but also as a lord, a master of your life. A master of your life. Abiding here has to do with you yielding yourself, us yielding ourselves to the lordship, the mastery of Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 2 and verse number 36, it says, This Jesus whom you crucified is both Lord and Christ. Lord and Christ. He is both master and savior. He is our Lord and our savior. So many people have received him as their savior. 
but not many have made him their Lord. So they are still in charge of their lives. They are still in charge of their lives. So many Christians in our time only received Jesus and acknowledged him as their savior. The savior of their sins. The one who forgives sins. The one who cleanses people from their iniquities. But not many have submitted to him as their Lord, their master. So their priorities are not his priorities. Their preferences are not his pre preferences. What they do in life, what they consider number one is not what Jesus considers number one. Not many Christians in our time have made Jesus their Lord. Ask your neighbor for me, is he your Lord? So many Christians run their lives the way they want. Not according to Christ. Not according to Christ. He is never your Lord unless you manage your life according to his will. Beloved, there is what we call the will of the Father. The will of the Father. The Master talked about it in Matthew chapter 7. Let's look at it. Verse number 21. Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 to 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Can you believe that? Not everyone saying, Lord, Lord, will see the kingdom of God. Jesus said so. Jesus said so. It takes more than saying, Lord, Lord, to enter into the kingdom of God. It takes more than saying, Lord, Lord. That you are saying, Lord, Lord, does not mean he is your Lord. Lord, Lord, they shall say, but not many shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. It is only those who do the will of my Father in heaven that will enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, hear this. Verse 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name. So these are church people, ministers of the gospel, choir members, sanctuary keepers, ushers and usherets. They shall say to the master that day, we prophesied in your name, we cast out devils in your name, and we performed many wonders in your name. Now here it is, verse 23. And then I, Jesus, will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Can you imagine? That it is possible for you to be in church all your life and not be known by the owner of the church. The almighty God. He said upon this rock I will build my church. And he doesn't know you. Tell your neighbor I hope you are known by God. It's not enough for pastor to know you. To know your, even your middle name. You need to be known by God. And you are only known by him when you do the will of the father. When you operate your life according to the word of God. Psalm 119 and verse number 9. Psalm 118, 119 verse number 9. Psalm 119 and verse number 9. 
How can a young man cleanse his way? It says, by taking it according to your word. We must live our lives according to the word of God. Not according to our feelings. Not according to human philosophies and traditions. We must live our lives. We must govern our lives. We must manage our lives, our families, our finances, our marriages. Everything about us should be governed according to the word of God. According to the word of God. According to the word of God. The principle of source. You will never see true dominion unless and until you yield to the lordship of Jesus. It was when Adam, or let me put it this way, it was when male and female were in the presence of God that they were given the dominion mandate. It was when they were in the presence of the Father, the presence of the Almighty God. He met the male and female, now hear this, and God blessed them in his presence, in his presence. It is when you find yourself in his presence that he gives you dominion as his present, as his gift to you. He says, he appointed the twelve that they might be with him. He appointed the twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them to preach the gospel, to heal sickness and disease and to cast out demons. Mark chapter 3 verses 14 to 15. Mark chapter 3 verses 14 to 15. Then he appointed twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them out. To preach, verse number 15, and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out demons. Power, which signifies dominion, was given to them in the course of being with him. You must abide in the presence of God. You must be connected to the source. Genuinely connected. Abidingly connected to the source. And when you connect yourself like that, you partake of his dominion. You partake of his power. Power to preach, power to heal, and power to cast out devils. Praise the name of Jesus. I said praise the name of Jesus. Let's move on here in the interest of time to look at principle number two, which is the principle of service. Somebody shout with me, service. Say it louder, service. Service is the channel of dominion. Service is the channel of dominion. In other words, you exercise dominion through service. You exercise dominion through service. 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 And service here should be understood to mean Products and services, or call it your life assignment. Nobody was born on earth without an assignment. Everyone has an assignment. And packaged in your assignment are products and services. Products and services. You dominate in the world through your assignment. Dominion 
is released through assignment. When you carry out your God-ordained service, your God-ordained assignment, that is when you exercised dominion. So dominion is exercised through service. Dominion is exercised through service. So, the dominion consignment is packaged in your assignment. When a man does not understand his assignment, he cannot be accorded the dominion consignment. L listen to this. In Genesis chapter 1, you remember verse 26, God said, let them have dominion. Now, in verse 28, verse 28, please. It says, then God blessed them and said unto them. Now, hear this. He said, be fruitful and multiply. What is that? Assignment. God is giving them assignment. This is how to have dominion. You have to carry out an assignment. I'm giving you something to do. What is it that you're going to do in order to have dominion? You're going to be fruitful. You have to multiply. You have to fill the earth. You have to subdue it. If all you do is to confess it, I'm multiplying. I'm this. I'm this. You're, not, you're not going to have dominion. You have to be fruitful. Be, 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 be. Become it. Become it. Do it. Exercise it. So, packaged in your assignment is your dominion. If you don't carry out your God-ordained assignment for living, you will not be able to exercise dominion in your generation. I hope it is making sense. Now hear this. There are things that God has deposited in us that are supposed to be channels of our dominion. And unless those things are discovered and pursued, dominion may not be manifested. And I'm not talking about your self-defined assignment. Because there are so many people that are running and yet God never taught them to run. He wanted them to fly. You don't walk when God says crawl. You don't fly when God says run. There are so many people that are running around without any matching orders from the almighty God. It is a waste of time to pursue a wrong assignment in life. And that is the source of the frustrations of so many Christians in our time. That you see somebody jumping does not mean you should equally jump. It looks to me that so many Christians live their lives like this. They watch people. They watch others. As they are walking, they reach a particular place. They jump and then it goes. And then another one also comes. He jumps. Now, he has no idea why people are jumping. <laughs> so he also just comes in and says, if you ask him, why did you jump when you reached that place? He will tell you, I saw everybody jump. <laughs> to live your life like that is to mean that you have mortgaged your brain. Never do anything in this life simply because you saw somebody do it. You are supposed to 
Be so busy pursuing your God-given assignment in life. Because that is where your dominion is. Abraham exercised dominion in his generation through his assignment. He was a business guru. He was a business guru, a business personality. Genesis chapter 13 and verse number 2. Genesis chapter 13 and verse number 2. And Abraham was very rich in livestock. He was a businessman. In silver and in gold. He was also in the financial markets. He was in the financial services industry. If it was in our time, Abraham would have a bank. Like Standard Bank. National Bank. But he was also into farming. He was into animal husbandry. And that is how he exercised dominion. No wonder in Genesis 25, he was called a prince. The sons of Ephraim, who were the billionaires of that time, called Abraham a prince among them. They said, you are a prince among us. He was a man of dominion on the platform of vigorous pursuit of his assignment. What is your assignment? Do you understand why you are here? Are you carrying out your God-ordained, God-wired, God-appointed assignment? Unless and until you understand your assignment in life, you may not enjoy the consignment of dominion. I hope I'm talking to you. Listen to me. When God says to them in Genesis 1:28, be fruitful, he's talking about their assignment. Be fruitful in your assignment. Multiply your products and services. Multiply them. Multiply your products and your services. Fill the earth with your products. Fill the earth with your products. Fill the earth with your products and your services. If you're into business, don't just do business in one place. Let it spread. Let it spread. Let it spread. Let it reach out to as many people as possible. That is why I'm on several radios and we, are, we continue expanding. This year we're adding more radios. Because it is time to fill the nation with the culture of the kingdom. And you have no idea how many people we are already influencing. But we want to do more. I said we want to do more. We want to do more. We need to reshape the culture, the perception and the attitude of this nation. And that can only be done when we begin to fill the nation with the culture of the kingdom. When we begin to fill the nation with the word of God. It's not just about praying. We must multiply our products at church level and at individual level. Ask your neighbor for me, what are your products and services? Some people have no product. So in this world, you are either dominating or being dominated. And it is those that have products and services that will exercise dominion. Companies like Coca-Cola are now exercising dominion in the realm of soft drinks. That is the truth. 
when I was growing up, the only drink I knew was Fanta. Not these Fantas that have come in now. Fanta Passion, Passion what? Fanta Orange. That's the one I knew. Fanta Orange, sir. And they usually would give us that kind of drink when we were sick. So every time I wanted a drink, I would be sick. I know Fanta Orange will be coming. <laughs> they had to wait for you to be sick. Say, what do you want? Fanta. <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Somebody shout with me the principle of service. Dominion is measured in terms of how many are benefiting from your service. In terms of how many, that is how many people are benefiting from your service. How many people are you affecting? How many people are you influencing with your products, with your services? You came here on earth as the manufacturer, a producer of products and services. Some of you must be into music because God has ordained you to influence your generation through your music. What I'm doing now as I'm talking to you is a department of the kind of service I'm supposed to render in order to exercise dominion over my generation. So I'm already influencing you by what I'm speaking. That's dominion. There are so many of you that used to be beaters of your wives, but you can't beat them now because this boy influenced you not to beat your wives anymore. <laughs> That's the truth now. There are some men who have come to me and say, when my wife misbehaved, I, I almost slapped her, but I said, hey, pastor speaks about, against it. That means I'm having influence over that person. How many people are you affecting with your products, your services? How many? Do you know your products? Do you know your services? What are you giving out to your generation? What difference are you making in the lives of the people around you? That is what we are talking about. Praise the name of Jesus. Some of you must begin to put up dwelling houses around. That's influence. That's dominion. Put up dwelling houses. 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 houses. And somebody with his entire clan will be sleeping in your house. That's dominion. How many people are you accommodating in this city? That is the question you have to answer. How many people am I accommodating in this city? How many houses do I have? So if you have 10 houses, on average, a family would have about six people. That means you are affecting how many people with accommodation if you have 10 houses? 60. That's something. That's something. But some of you, the only people you are affecting is your spouse, your children, and your house worker. May the Lord help you. <laughs> let's do more, let's do more, let's do more, let's do more, let's do more. In our generation, in our generation, everyone was born loaded. Somebody shout to me, I was born loaded. You carry products and services. Begin to give them out.
and affect your generation, influence your generation. Let something about your generation change because you came around. You came as an addition, you came as a blessing, you came as an asset to your generation. You are not here as a liability. You did not come to subtract from your generation, you came to add. You are here for add value addition. You are here for value addition, value addition, not value subtraction. You did not come as a concern, you came as a blessing. Somebody shout to me, I am a blessing. Say it louder, I am a blessing. I'm not a concern. I'm not a burden. You see, you must vow never to be a burden to anybody in this world. Vow never to be a burden to your nation. Vow never to be a burden to your family. Vow never to be a burden to the church of the living God. Vow never to be a burden to your generation. You must make up your mind that I'm going to be a blessing to my generation, to my nation, to the church and to my family through the distribution, the production and distribution of my products and services. Before you die, this generation shall thank God that you are around. Amen. I'm talking to you. Can I hear a loud shout of amen here? Amen. I said before your life expires, this generation will thank God that you came around. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I said in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. What is your service? What are your products? What do you exist to offer? Because inside your service, inside your assignment, inside your products and services, that is where dominion is. Number one, the principle of source. Number two, the principle of service. Number three, please let's move on quickly in the interest of time. Number three is called the principle of sight. The principle of sight. What you see is what you see. What you see determines your size. What you see determines your size. What you see is what you see. Sees S-E-I-Z-E. Sees. What you see is what you see. And what you see determines your size. In this life, no matter how kind-hearted you are, you cannot get what you cannot see. What you cannot see, you cannot get. Oh my God. Hear this. Before Abraham could become a father of multitudes, he had to see it first with the eyes of his mind. I can give you scriptural references on Abraham. Genesis chapter 15 verses 1 to 6. Genesis chapter 15 verses 1 to 6. After these things the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying do not be afraid Abraham I am your shield your exceedingly great reward. But Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? Then Abraham said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one bone 
in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, This one, meaning Elias of Damascus, shall not be your heir. But one who comes from your own body shall be your heir. Verse number 5. Then he brought him outside. Please listen to this. And said, look now toward heaven. And count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. That is what we call the principle of sight. God was trying to help Abraham imagine, visualize, or envision the number of children, the dimension of fruitfulness that was ordained for him before time began. He says, look now toward heaven. I believe this was night time. And count the stars. Count the stars. So if you find yourself in the night seasons of life, please look closely. At what God is about to do to turn your situation around. The Bible says, God said to him, look now. Look now. When should you look? Now. Somebody shout, now. now. It doesn't matter how small you are today. Just concentrate on looking at the right thing. Looking at the kind of breakthrough, looking at the kind of testimony, looking at the kind of shift, looking at the kind of dominion that God has ordained for you in spite of the present situations that you are dealing with in your life. Look now toward heaven. Does it say toward man? Stop looking to people. Look to heaven. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? It says my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Now hear this. Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you're able to number them. And the man Abraham couldn't number them. And God said to him, so shall your descendants be. And his mindset, his attitude changed. His orientation changed. His perception changed. How do we know that? Verse number six, sir. The Bible says, and he believed in the Lord. He embraced the picture of fruitfulness. He said, I'm childless now, but I see myself having so many children. I am full of sons and daughters. I am full of children. Because God used the principle of sight to change his attitude. Distinction in life is more of an attitude issue than anything else. I'll come again. Distinction in life is more about your attitude. Your attitude. Your attitude. Your attitude. You can never rise above your attitude. You can never rise above the way you think. You can never rise above your perception. It is perception that determines your reception. If you cannot perceive it, you may not receive it. There are so many people that are failing to make a mark even though they are properly positioned and advantaged in life because of their wrong attitude. If you're a young lady looking forward to getting married, you may never be married if you have a wrong attitude. When a man who is supposed to be your husband is greeting you. Huh? 
with a greeting that will lead to courtship. Because of your wrong attitude, he's greeting you. You are looking at him and say, don't greet me now. Wrong attitude. And you blame the devil for your delays to settle maritally. Blame your attitude now. Instead of smiling at that guy, you are frowning at him. And the brother says, uh, 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 this must be a witch. <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Attitude. Perception. Begin to see it. See yourself dominating in the housing industry. See yourself domi dominating in the hospitality industry. See yourself dominating in the music industry. See it. See it. See it. See it. That is when you can catch it. What do we mean by sight? Number one, we are talking about your attitude. Your attitude. You must have the right attitude. Number two, when we talk of sight, we are also talking about your dream. Begin to dream big things. What is your dream? In other words, what do you see yourself becoming? How far do you see yourself going in the realm of dominion? Somebody said that what you dream is what you dare. And what you dare is what is likely to be delivered to you. What you dream is what you dare. If you cannot dream it, you may not dare it. And if you don't dare it, you can't achieve it. If you don't dare it, you can't achieve it. What is your dream? What God is dealing with Abraham about here in Genesis chapter 15 and verse number 5 is about a dream. God was simply trying to help Abraham to have a dream of so many children, so many sons and daughters. He says, look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your dependence be. Verse number 6, and Abraham believed in the Lord. In other words, he embraced it as his dream. All of a sudden, by the principle of sight, he became a dreamer. He began to see himself becoming a father of so many people. Praise the name of Jesus. I said, praise the name of Jesus. Genesis chapter 13. Let's look at Abraham again. Verse number 14 to 15. Genesis chapter 13, verse number 14. And the Lord said to Abraham, after the Lord had separated from him, lift your eyes now. Please take note of this now requirement. Now, 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 now. When must you see it? Now. Somebody shout now. 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 When must you begin to dream big? Now. 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 <laughs> Not when you settle maritally, sir. Now. Begin to see yourself settling maritally. When? Now. Begin to see yourself building 50 units of houses. When? Now. Now that you are renting, is the right time to begin to dream of putting up 50 units of houses. 
in order to help your generation. Praise the name of Jesus. God says to him, lift your eyes now. That's number one. And then he says, look. What must you do? Look, 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 look. From the place where you are. From the place where you are. From the place, from the financial struggle where you are. Begin to see yourself donating money to those that need it. From the place where you are, if you are sick, right inside your sickness, begin to see yourself healing the sick. Begin to see yourself healing the sick. Right in your barrenness, begin to see yourself not only having children, but also ministering to those that are struggling to have children. Oh my God, ask your neighbor, are you listening? Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are. Northward, southward, eastward, and westward. Verse 15. What was God's commitment? For all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. So God was committed to give Abraham land, to give Abraham dominion to the extent of his sight. So how big was Abraham's land? As far as his eyes could what? See. If you see small, you will be given small. So don't blame the devil for your size. Blame your sight. Don't blame the devil for your current size. Blame your sight. Because God is able to give you all the land. How much land? All the land. But this land is the one that you are able to see. If you don't see it, it is not yours. If you cannot see it, it is not your portion. If you cannot see it, it is not your portion. Don't blame politicians for your crisis. Don't blame your lack of education. Don't blame the economy. Blame your inability to see well. Oh my God. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 1. Jerry Jerry chapter 1. <laughs> it says, now hear this. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? It's not about what I'm saying. It's about what you're able to see. What do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. What was God's reaction? Verse number 12. Verse number 12. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well. You have seen well. You are beginning today. You're going to see well. Yeah. I said you're going to see well. Yeah. I said you're going to see what God wants you to see. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said in the mighty name of Jesus. Ah, you have seen well for I am ready to perform. So how much God performs depends on how much you see. It is your sight that determines what size God will give you. 
You have seen well, for I am ready. So God is never ready to give it to you unless you are ready to see it. <laughs> if you can see it, God is ready to perform it. If you can see it, if you don't tell me who is not willing to give you a loan for business, just see yourself embarking on that business. And God will open the door for you. There are so many people doing things they never saw. That is why they are failing. You didn't see it and then all of a sudden you are married. That is why you are careless in the marriage. Ask your neighbor, are you listening? I therefore would like us to pray. Even as we'll be closing in a moment. I want us to pray. In Acts chapter 9, there is something I saw which I would like us to deal with. And verses 17 to 18, the testimony of Brother Saul, who got born again on his way to Damascus. Now he's in Damascus, three days and three nights blind. The Bible says, And Ananias went his way and entered the house. And laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight. You may receive what? You may never receive your portion unless you are able to see it. It says you must receive your sight first. Receive your sight. Receive your sight. Receive because your sight determines your size. Receive that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now verse 18, hear this. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales. That is something I want to deal with. There are so many scale-eyed Christians. Did you hear what I said? There are so many what? Scale-eyed Christians that cannot see well. All they see about their tomorrow is doom and gloom. Stagnation and frustration. You see it when they talk to pastor. Pastor, it has been like this for three years. It's been like this. The man is crippled in his mindset. He can't see future. He can't see a better tomorrow, a glorious tomorrow. I want to pray. That God is taking away scales from your eyes in the name of Jesus Christ. I said in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. While you remain seated, I want you to put your right hand on your eyes. Lay your right hand on your eyes because I want us to pray. You are going to say, every blind falling power of darkness against my dominion, I break your power now. Lift your voice and pray. Every blind falling power of darkness, every blindness, every blindness upon my eyes, Keeping me away from my dominion. Financial dominion. Marital dominion. Business dominion. Career dominion. I curse in the name of Jesus. I break your power right now. Every blind falling power of darkness. Against my dominion. Against my success. Against my prosperity. I break your power. 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 
I break your power. I break your power. I break your power. I break your power. I break your power. I break your power. I break, I break, I break, I break, I break, I break your power. 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 I break in Jesus precious name we have prayed hallelujah amen. if you believe your prayer is effective can I hear your loud shout of amen, amen. sight has to do with your perception your way of thinking in life whether you stink or not depends on the way you think It is all about the way you think. Proverbs 23 and verse number 7. Proverbs 23 and verse number 7. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. It's not about the country you live in. It's not about your level of education. Thank God for education. But it is not your level of education. It is your way of thinking that determines how far you'll go in life. The way you think is important. The way you think. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks, as a man thinks. As you're listening to me now, you're thinking. I don't know what you're thinking. Ask anybody, what are you thinking? It's amazing that not so many people think well. Not many think well about themselves. I'm not talking about other people. <laughs> Forget about it because if you can't think well about yourself, can you think anywhere well, any closer to well about others? No. Some people always think that they are failures. It's only Pastor Banda who is wired to succeed, but as for me, ah. All I want is as long as pastor prays for me, that's all. But I cannot succeed. You shall succeed. Amen. You shall prosper. Amen. You shall have it well in life. Amen. You shall eat well. Amen. I said you shall eat well. Amen. I said you shall eat well. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. As he thinks. Not as other people think about him, but as he thinks, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. says, for as he thinks in his heart, 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 in his heart. God spoke to Moses, Exodus chapter 7 and verse number 1. Exodus chapter 7 and verse number 1. Listen to this. So the Lord said to Moses, see, see, I have made you as God to Pharaoh and Aaron, your brother, shall be your prophet. But he says, it is not about what I've made you. It is not only about that. It is also about whether or not you're able to 
see it. Are you able to see it? Give it to me in King James Version. Because it uses, I think, the word behold. Okay. It's still using the word see there. But other versions of the Bible uses the word behold. Behold, I have made thee a God. I have made thee a God. Now this is amplified. Yeah, it's good that you have amplified it. It says, the Lord said to Moses, behold. Have you seen the word behold? Behold. If you cannot behold it, you may not get hold of it. Behold, I make you. Unless you see what God has made you, you may not become it. Unless you see. Now, God has made you a man and a woman of dominion, but you must behold it. You must see it. You must see it. See yourself. Can you imagine that we graciously voted you to be our president? And you didn't know that you have been voted to become a what? A president. You will be struggling in Kawale like every Jim and Jack. And yet you are very much a what? A president. Okay, can you imagine now that you are a president? You know that you are a president. But you don't really understand what it means to be a president. Are you going to rule the people well? All right. That is a parable. Behold, I make you as God. I make you as God. I make you as God. Please, I'm preaching about dominion here. I make you as God. You must see it. If you marry a woman, and you don't see yourself as a husband. You, you, you still look at yourself as single. Are you going to take care of that woman? Many people have been given so much, but they can't see it. They can't see it. Now, as your pastor here, if I don't see what I am and what it means to be your pastor, I'll begin to misbehave. I'll begin to misbehave if I don't see it that way. If I don't see the seriousness of what it means for me to be a pastor of a God's flock, I'll begin to misbehave. I'll begin to grab all your wives because I'm more powerful than you anyway. I can imagine. Because I'm more powerful than you as a husband. I can tell you, please, don't accept any sexual intimacy. Because God has given me a revelation. Even if I'm lying, she will believe it. <laughs> That's how powerful I am as a pastor. If I don't understand the power I carry, I will abuse it. See yourself dominating. And nobody should talk you out of what you are in God. Nobody should talk you out of what you are in God. You are a man of dominion. You are a woman of dominion. You shall exercise dominion. You shall walk in dominion. You shall operate in dominion. You shall exercise dominion. Financial dominion. 
business dominion, career dominion, dominion over sickness and disease, dominion of poverty, dominion over poverty, dominion over stagnation, dominion over demons. You are a man and a woman of dominion. I said dominion. So you're not going to be walking around beggarly. Tell your neighbor, I'm not a beggar. I carry dominion. Say it again, I'm not a beggar. I carry dominion. Say it again, I carry dominion. I am a dominion carrier. I am a dominion house. I am the headquarters of dominion. And listen, this church is dominating this country. This church is dominating all over the world. In the mighty name of Jesus, we are people of dominion. We are people of authority. I said we are people of authority. I said we are people of dominion. Somebody shout three times, I carry dominion. Now jump on your feet, everybody. Jump on your feet and give the Lord a shout of praise. As a man and a woman of dominion, give the Lord a shout of praise. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. First of all, why don't you lift your voice to heaven? And give God thanks for speaking to us this morning. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Give him thanks. Give him praise. Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We worship your holy name. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. Everyone should carry a dominion mindset. What is it? A dominion mindset. When you embark on a business, you tell yourself, this business will succeed. I remember when I went for my MBA <laughs> in Leeds. So I arrived Sunday night. Classes were starting on Monday. Sunday night. Never been to anywhere outside Malawi then. <sighs> I arrived. In the morning, I was so tired. I found everybody was already in. I sat at the back. It was some sort of an amphitheater kind of auditorium. So I sat at the back. So I was able to look at everyone across the ISO. 43 of us. Seven of us from this part of the world. Everybody else from that side. I said, by the time we finish this course, I'll come out top of the class. I don't know why I said it. I said, I'm going to beat everybody here. By the time we finish this course, I'll be number one in this class. 
without due consideration to the intelligence and the intellectual capacity of the rest. And when we finished our MBA, I came out top of the class, the best in that MBA class, and I was given an award. Sir, it is all about what? Mindset. But ask my wife whether I was sleeping some of the nights. You don't carry that mindset and continue sleeping. It means you don't have that mindset. If you have a mindset of dominion, you are disciplined in the way you carry out your assignments. You are disciplined. You don't sleep in the night because it is what? Night. Some people are allergic to night. The moment it is night, they force asleep. When it is not yet time to sleep. When you are sleeping in the night, don't think everybody is sleeping. You may be the only one and your wife sleeping. You must carry the dominion mindset. What is it, sir? The dominion mindset. That no matter what happens, anything is possible. Anything. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything. And that's dominion. Genesis 26, verse number 13. We'll do this very quickly. Now, this one, don't amplify it. Give it just to us in New King James Version. <laughs> right. Everyone read, want to go. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Now, we did something in the first service which we want to do again in this service. And this is as guided by the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. The man began. What did the man do? He began to prosper. And God was telling me that there are so many people in our midst that have dreams, projects, assignments. They want to carry out things that should have given them dominion if they had started doing them. But they are failing to begin. They are failing to start carrying out those assignments. We therefore want to announce and to declare grace and anointing to start. The greatest challenge of so many Christians today is inability to start. They have the dream. They know what they're supposed to do, but they can't just embark on it. There are powers and forces that are Telling them, no, you cannot start because you have no money. You cannot start because this thing cannot be done in this part of the world. You cannot start because they are going to bewitch you. There are so many witches and wizards in your family lineage. Powers of darkness, forces of hell, economic systems and parameters that are stopping people from beginning, from starting. You're going to lift your voice and you're going to announce power to start, rest upon me. Power to begin what I'm supposed to begin. Power to commence my projects in life. Rest upon my life. Lift your voice, everybody. Lift your voice and pray like a warrior. How many are praying? Lift your voice, lift your voice, lift your voice. Power to start, power to begin. Power to start, power to start. Power to start my project. Power to start my business. Power to start. 
embarking on my dreams power to start cutting out my assignment in the name of Jesus power to start power to start power to begin the man began I am beginning I am beginning to do what I'm supposed to do I am beginning to carry out my assignment I am starting 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 right now I receive power power to begin power to begin power to begin power to begin how many are praying how many are praying receive power receive power receive power receive power power to start what you have to start power to start your businesses power to start your construction project power to start receive power 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 power to start 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 power 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 to start somebody pray i'm receiving power to start here power to start 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 i receive the power power to start embarking on my dream power to commence my construction projects in the name of jesus power to start my business i have a business plan but i've been failing to start i receive power power to start power to start power to start in jesus precious name we have prayed hallelujah there are so many of god's children that have been able to start but what has been lacking in their lives is power to continue power to continue they started they began it but they didn't continue but look at this man isaac when he began to prosper the bible says he continued to prosper he continued to prosper there are so many people that started and they started well but they did not continue there was power to stop from the peace of hell that stopped them when zerubbabel and the 50,000 jews that were released from captivity to champion the rebuilding of the temple of Jerusalem began to work on that temple. The Bible says that there was stiff opposition against them until the work of the house of the Lord ceased. We are going to rise against the power to cease. The power of darkness that comes to frustrate a good business that started well, a good marriage that started well, a good career that started well, a good ministry that started well, a good project that started well. We are going to announce today that Lord, as we destroy all these powers that come to oppose the good thing that has started, Lord, we announce as we pull down those powers, we receive power to continue. Power to continue. And if there is anything that ceased in your life, that stopped working in your life, you're going to announce that as power to continue comes, there shall be resurrection, resuscitation, beginning again, starting again. How many are ready to pray? Lift your voice. Everyone lift your voice. Lift your voice. Power
power, 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 power to continue. Power to continue, power to continue, power to continue, power to continue. How many are praying? Pray for power, power to continue, to continue whatever I start, to continue whatever I begin. In the name of Jesus. Power, 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 power. I curse every power of cessation. The power that wants to stop my joy. The power that wants to stagnate my life. I curse you in the name of Jesus. I put you down. 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 In the name of Jesus. Every power rising against my continuity. Rising against my success. Rising against my prosperity. I curse you in the name of Jesus. Right now, I receive power. Power to continue. Power to continue. Power to continue. Power to continue. I receive power. I receive power. I receive power. Power to continue. Power to continue. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive power. Power to continue. Power to continue. I receive power. I receive power. I receive power. Power to continue. 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 I receive power. I receive power. I receive power. I receive power. Power to continue. To continue with my projects. To continue pursuing my dreams. To continue. Power to continue. I receive power. I receive power. Power to continue in the name of Jesus. Power to start is resting upon my life. But I also receive power to continue. Power to continue. Power to continue. Power to continue. Power in Jesus' precious name. I wish we had more time to pray. Hallelujah. But hear this. Jesus, please get us back to Genesis 26. Now, Jesus in the word of God, the book of Revelation is called here this the Alpha and the what? The Omega. The beginning and the end. The beginning and the end. If there is Alpha, there must be Omega. If there is power to start, there must be power to finish. Why should you be building a three-bedroomed house for seven years? You're still building a three-bedroomed house. Building, constructing a three-bedroomed house for seven years. Are you building a mountain? Are you building Mount Kilimanjaro? That a three-bedroomed house should take you seven years. Even at seven years, you enter it and complete it. You are here to paint it. After seven years, you are, you are not building a house. You are building Mount Molange. We are going to pray. Father, power for speedy completion of whatever I start. Huh? Power for speedy what? Completion. Power to finish. 
Lord, you have given me the Alpha anointing. This time around, I am praying for the Omega anointing. Father, I need the Omega anointing for my projects. Power for completion. Power for speedy attainment of my goals. The Bible says the man continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Father, give me the Omega anointing. The Omega grace. The Omega ability, the Omega fire, the Omega fire, the Omega power, the Omega anointing. In the name of Jesus, power for completion. What I start must finish. I start building a house, I must finish building the house. I start a particular project, that project must reach completion. Father, give me grace. Give me anointing. Give me divine ability to finish the Omega grace. The Omega grace. The Omega anointing. The Omega power. The Omega ability. The Omega fire. Lord, give it to me. Give it to me. I am a man of dominion. I must finish what I start. I must achieve what I embark on. I must achieve my goals. I must realize my dream. I must achieve my vision. Father, give me grace. Grace to finish. Anointing to finish. Power to finish. To finish what I start. 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 How many are praying? Lift your voice. Pray passionately. Pray with passion. Pray with passion. with passion pray with passion everybody pray 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 with passion chains are breaking here power 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 to finish in Jesus precious name we have prayed. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 16, verses 24 to 26. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. He's talking about Paul and Silas. Verse 25, Acts 16. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. Are we not praying here? And singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Verse 36. Suddenly, there was a great what? Earthquake. Things will be happening in your life suddenly. In the name of Jesus Christ. There will be sudden success. Sudden progress. Sudden shifts. Sudden change of level. In the name of Jesus Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Every foundation of your stagnation is destroyed. Amen. If you have suffered any pain at all, I decree this hour that the foundation of that your pain is destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I said in the mighty name of Jesus. Please, I'm praying for you. Can I hear a loud shout of amen? Amen. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Bible says, 
immediately. All doors. How many doors are? All. All. All doors that must open for you. In order for you to operate in the fullness of your God-ordained dominion, I declare them open now in the name of Jesus. I said in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody shout, all doors are open. Now that is nothing but all around dominion. To have all doors open. Financial doors are open. Marital doors are open. Career doors are open. Doors of progress are open. Doors of fruitfulness are open. Doors of multiplication are open. Doors of dominion are open. Somebody shout, all doors are open. It says, all doors. Oh my God. All doors were open. Now hear this. Everybody's chains were loosed. The chains of how many? Everybody. 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 What is the meaning of that, sir? Beginning this hour. Anything that was chaining anybody here. In the works of your hands. In business and projects and career. All that is destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ. Chains affecting your career are destroyed. Chains affecting your businesses are destroyed. Chains affecting your marital life are destroyed. Chains affecting your financial life are destroyed. Chains affecting your businesses are destroyed. Chains affecting your dominion are destroyed. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said in the mighty name of Jesus. The second meaning of that is that everyone under the sound of my voice. Including those that are going to listen to the CD of this message. Everyone has a portion in ground-shaking testimonies. I said everyone has a a portion in ground-shaking testimonies. Ground-shaking testimonies are your portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Those that vowed never to see anything good happen to you are in for a shock because in the next three weeks they shall see it happen in your life. I said they shall see it happen in your life. I said they shall see it happen in your life. I don't care what happened to you in times past, but in this year 2018, the year of all round dominion, you're going to eat well. You said you're going to eat well. You are going to have it well. You are enjoying life this year. I said you are enjoying life this year. Your family is enjoying life this year. Financially, you are enjoying life this year. Maritally, you are enjoying life this year. In all dimensions of life, you are enjoying life this year. In the name of Jesus. I said in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Please, I'm talking to you. Can I hear a louder shout of amen? Ay, 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 ay. Somebody give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. A louder, louder, louder shout of praise. 
Ay, 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 yo. Walk to seven people, give them high five and shout all around dominion is my portion. All around, all around, all around. Come on, everyone, give the Lord a shout of praise. How many are glad they came to the house of the Lord? Are you sure you're glad? Why don't you lift your voice and give God thanks for what has happened to you today? Father, I give you praise. I celebrate, exalt, and magnify your holy name. Thank you, mighty God. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. You are blessed. Amen. Comprehensively blessed. Amen. Enviably blessed. Amen. Wonderfully blessed. Amen. And your blessing shall never cease. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Please, you believe God? Can I hear a loud shout of amen? amen? Now, Psalm 23 and verse number 6. Surely. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. God bless you.